generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in to the Opus <laughs> Offices. <laughs> Shout out to the boys, Andrew and... I don't know, sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, I heard that this was the theme song that they are jamming in the office every day. And, That's and a good tune. Yeah, real estate offices around the country as they come in and they see the fucking house prices getting wound up. <laughs> Wind them up. Yeah, it seems like uh, the narrative around is that house prices are up, eh? Yeah. And the bottom is in... It was. They say it was May. The bottom was May. Apparently. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They. Yeah. They not being me because I obviously got it wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but they yeah. haven't risen much, have they? I don't know. By the things I'm reading, mate, it sounds like it. Sounds doubled again. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it seems like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like you started telling me, like texting me the other day, and I was like, "Hang on, there's no new loan increases on the Reserve Bank's data." Mm. So that hasn't changed that much. Okay. I was saying first home buyers are back, baby. That's what I wanted to ask you, mate. I wanted to ask you, what are you, what are you seeing out there? The biggest difference is the access to the first home partnership scheme where the government has a portion. Yeah. Um, shared okay. ownership with you. And people are taking advantage of that. I would say KO at the moment are very busy building applications for approvals on that stuff. So just for some more context or for to jog people's memory, that's where the government uh, effectively own a portion of your home at the yep. start and then eventually you buy them out. So they are underwriting and propping up the property market. Yeah. Again. Yeah, okay, yep. got you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, that's obviously how maybe, well, part of why it's swinging towards first-time buyers being able to buy a bit more because they're using that. I feel like it is, it must be, a portion must be that because a couple of things... Um, that I see that don't line up with like the media narrative. Um, the the test rates in the bank calculators, which basically is it's that's like the throttle pedal on how much you can borrow. Yeah. Um, those haven't changed or come down. In fact, a few banks have increased them again since probably the last month or so. So borrowing capacities have not increased. So access to credit has not got better. There have been a couple of little changes with those triple CFA rules. It's funny, like the triple CFA rules came in overnight and then in the next two years following, they're like slowly unwinding it piece by piece. It's a fucking joke. but To, to keep the cash going yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
as predicted, I think. I think I said that would happen, eh? Yep. So anyway, uh, as they need the credit back into the economy, they'll loosen up via rules and, and policy and stuff like that. Um, and But the reality is, is that's not making a huge difference to people being able to gain the amount of credit that they want. Yep. You know, if someone wants to go and we'd all love a $2 million house, but if you need a $1.5 million mortgage to do it, um, Nobody you need to meet it. a certain you need to meet a certain set of criteria, right? And you know, if that was unlimited, then we'd all go do it. But it's not, and the rules haven't got easier as such in terms of the amount you can grab from a bank to do that. So there's so many variables in this in this discussion because you know wage inflation that helps because if your income goes up, you can borrow more. Um, increases on income taxes don't help because that means you've got less net income left over for the same wage um, which means you borrow less so there's there's lots of different like push and pull factors there's uh, I just don't see anything running away to be honest in terms of house prices yeah I don't yeah, yeah I mean a 1% move here and there is like fuck who cares well mate there's some exciting news for you. Mm. And I think it's going to determine who you vote for this election. Oh. Because I've just gone onto the Stuff website to find a couple of articles about property. And there's breaking news. Oh, shit. National announces it will reinstate 100 kilometre per hour speed limit on the state highways. Oh, my God. And remove all judder bars in New Zealand. This I, is fake. Uh, <laughs> you I actually got me. Ex- I was actually like, "Oh shit, a policy I like." <laughs> but the hundred k bit is is true. Oh really? Yeah, but not the Jadabar bit. Though. I had I had to church it up, you know. Yeah. The party is promising to scrap rules that have reduced some motorways to eighty k's. Anyway, so I went on there, yeah. mate. <laughs> anyway, but there's three articles. When I go to business, listen to these. First home buyers hit record. Quote: It was easier than we thought. Mm-hmm. Next one: Banks could do more to open doors to home ownership. Next one, how first home buyers can take advantage of lower house prices. It's just unrelenting. Yeah. The pressure we put on people <laughs> to swap their life for a mortgage. Yeah. Especially first home buyers. I have noticed, and this has literally zero data to back this up, but it's just a feeling because I just sort of get a feel for these things as I do every day that more people are coming in now than over the last year. Well, it's flipped, right? So over the last year, people come in and we talk about the repayment and then oh, let's just, I just want to borrow so the repayment is this. Now people are coming in and saying, what's the most I can get? So uh, that is a It's bit a pretty of, big dial switch, eh? Yeah. So, so like psychologically, they're like, give me my max. Yep, yep, yep. Because yeah. that, the belief there is there that the price will continue to go up, which, you know... Yeah, makes everyone feel better. And interest rates. That's a bit of a that's a bit of a FOMO thing, eh? Mm. So there's a couple of things around. Interest rates have peaked. They believe. Yeah. There is a belief that a change in government is occurring. So in a lot of people's mind, the elections already happened, um, and it's going to go the way that they think is the right way for the housing market. Imagine buying. Oh my god, fuck! Imagine buying an asset based on that. But anyway, <laughs> but they will win. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a really strong belief, right? Um, and those two things combined are like future looks bright mm. for housing. Um, I think I got grilled out on the internet the other day because Treasury said that housing will go up 20% straight away if National get in. What? Someone was telling me that. I didn't okay. even look it up to confirm, but basically that was, you know. Yeah. 
So, but that's around, right? Like, if people start saying that stuff and they believe it, whether wherever they read it, fuck. If you think, well, yeah. anyway, it doesn't well, that, matter. You're right, though, because I read this week as well. A couple of different banks there, what they're predicting property to go up over the next twelve months, and it's not small numbers. No, they're talking about nine and ten percent and stuff like that, right? Some are more. The thing is, I I look at that and I go, how is that healthy? That you know, you should look at that and go, okay, eight or ten percent income is my income going to increase that much? Why do you want a fucking house price to go up faster than your income? You know, what are you doing to increase your income? Yeah. That's just a random tangent I just there. look at it and think, what do they know that I don't? Are they going to turn the printers back on? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing that I always come back to when I'm speaking to people and doing presentations and stuff is we're at 3.6% unemployment. We want to get to 55 mm. That's the elephant in the room still. Yeah. Um, what so happens? This is where I am struggling a little bit. Look, we know that... Uh, business margins are getting squeezed and then following that like the RBNZ has made it very clear that they want unemployment to increase it's unsustainable levels right now yeah so when those things occur he's also come out and said we're keeping interest rates where they are until 2025 like we spoke on the last OCR pod you know if those things happen which I don't know maybe they can't but if they happen the way that they're saying that they want them to do you actually reckon house prices will go up in that environment? Yeah. It seems weird, eh? The economy has been very resilient. And mm. I know that I sound like Grant Robertson when I say that, yeah. but it has, you know. It's, it's been surprising, eh? I read this morning in this... Um, we got revised out of a recession, mate. We're so good. Yeah. <laughs> and in this poll this morning, people were asked, if more money was returned to you by the government, what would you do? 44% said they'd spend it on everyday essentials. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm voting that or ticking that in this because you're thinking, well, I have to. 7% said spend it on something you wouldn't normally buy. Mm-hmm. Okay. 44% of people said save it. So like, they've got money. Yeah. I, th- I thought that we would have a very low percentage of people... You know, maybe tax cuts aren't as needed by people as what we're being told they are. You know what I mean? Yes, they are. <laughs> well, 44, but I wondered, okay, if there was an answer, pay my mortgage with this, what percentage would that take up? Or would that people go, okay, well, that's spending it on everyday essentials, mm. you know, interest to mm. the banks. Um, and 5% don't know, refuse to answer. I love how one in 20 people in a poll are like, I'm not answering that. I've signed up to do this. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know. And I refuse to answer. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It's a pretty simple question. Yeah. You're going to save it. You're going to spend it on essentials. Yeah. You're going to buy some shit you don't have. Yeah, don't it's know. interesting, eh? I, um, I think inflation is masking a bit of the pain, right? And what I mean by that is if you go back and listen to the big inflation pod, when it comes to going out at the moment and you go to the cafes and the restaurants and the shopping malls um, and you see them fucking pumping, you're like, when I talk to some people, businesses and stuff, they're struggling, they're hurting Mm. and, you know, it's a bit rough out there or they're getting through but it's a bit rough out there and then you see that and things don't line up and that's because disposable income, anything above your, you collect your paycheck and anything left over after you've paid for your food, your your house, and your electricity, and your bare minimums, your insurances and stuff. In an inflationary environment, we subconsciously believe it is not worth saving that. True. Because in a year's time, everything is going to be more expensive. Look at, 
and we've got evidence of this because we've been in an inflationary environment. Go book a trip to Europe right now yeah. and show me the fucking price. Even, it is not the same. Even to Wellington on a plane or anywhere. Yeah. So when when that gets built into our subconscious, we will take the flight to Europe right now as well because what's was ten grand in twenty seventeen is now twenty, and we start to believe that next year it'll be thirty. Yeah. So it gets harder to do, so we waste our money, which which is the worst because that's how inflation stays around and becomes sticky. Yeah. Um, but that's hiding the and also that's hiding the the squeeze out there and the and the pain that some people are talking about. Um, but also it's actually stopping the country from going into a deep recession. Yeah. Because we're just maxing ourselves out, and that's how we're living. Um, so there's enough keeping the wheels turning, uh, but what it does is it creates like fragility across a few things. So as soon as like one part gets bad, like we got a bit of a scare with the forecast on milk prices. Like when you suck ten billion dollars out of an economy, and that that could be the house of cards, you know. And then you have the the deep recession because mm. that flows into everything else. And you know, I think it's uh, it is pretty fragile out there. Resilient is the word that they use. To say, it hasn't broken yet. We're walking a fucking tightrope. <laughs> yeah, even we're surprised. But our balance is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I think I think that stuff is not lining up for a twenty twenty four full of growth and prosperity. Mm. You know, and I think it would be pretty hard. <sighs> Unfortunately, inflation is still prevalent, and that, like I've just explained about why, and you can see that with your own eyes. And because of that, we can't cut interest rates and re-stimulate the economy. So housing's not going to take off because we get access to more borrowing. Um, it is squeezing. You're, you're spending all of your paycheck, but you're getting less and less for it each week unless yep. you're increasing your income and fighting it with your own ability. So there's a few things that just mean, you know, I don't know. Frag- fragility, volatility. Yeah. Going to be a fun year next year. As always. Yeah, I think the thing that people will be noticing too is filling up their car with petrol. Now, the price of Whoa, oil, baby. Mate, yeah. $3.56 for me the other day. I'm looking at this graph of what oil is. Yeah. And it's pretty. It's about $90. Uh, I assume that's for a, a barrel, let's say. Yeah, WTI crude, eh? Yeah, and in 2023 March, uh, we're looking at about 67. So that is uh, a 30% increase. Yep. In your fuel costs, well, oil costs since March. But even in July, you're looking at 67. So it's really rocketed up in this last couple of months. Mm. Now, remember, you have to you have to critically think about some of the stuff and go, do you remember when they were saying that the fault of inflation is oil and petrol prices going up. Mm. Well, you know, oil's gone up, it's creating inflation. Mm. Well, it's just about as high as it has been. Uh, I think just before the Russia-Ukraine war, it was at like 120 a barrel. So it's actually decreased since then. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It yeah, went you're down right. to like yeah, 67 and now it's back up to about 91. June 2022. But, but anyway... Oil flows into everything, right? And I think the literally everything. And then, yeah. In the states, they said, right, we're poor, like we're still keeping rates where they are, and they may have to raise again, right? Yep. So then, our swap rates, uh, which you may be able to explain, suggest that interest rates 
are yeah. going to be more expensive. Mortgage interest rates will probably be higher than they are today. What's today? But by the time this podcast get released, it would have already happened. So today's the 24th of September. And, you know, one-year interest rates were sitting around 6.99, two-year 6.89. I think if this comes out in two weeks, we'll probably be solidly in the sevens. Yeah, maybe we'll get it straight out, mate. We'll get, we'll get it straight out. Oh, should we dump it? Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're thinking, okay, so we, we're heading for, for seven percenters. Um, but that's scary for everybody, right? Because inflation, uh, oil, petrol, it all feeds into the price of everything. As we've mm. explained before, you know, you might see interest rates have to be higher for longer or stickier. It just delays the, oh, by the time I my mortgage rates roll over, they would have been going the other way, so it'll be a different story. But yeah. That's going to then be scary for people. But I think you, you raised a good point before about how it's masking something, and you mentioned on another pod about how credit card borrowing's back to a record high. Yep. So you should assume that people would go, I know, I don't, shouldn't touch my credit card. <laughs> Because interest has never oh, been more expensive. Yeah. But what Adrian Ord does tell us works is that Kiwis can't help themselves but to go out and spend. Yeah. So that is why the OCR is the tool. It is, we know that you're going to fucking go and spend all your disposable income, and then you're still going to go borrow some, even though you probably shouldn't because the interest rates have never been this high, mm. but you're probably going to go and do it anyway. So what we're going to do is keep jacking the rates, and that should encourage people to save money park money into term deposits and that's happened uh, and also those who don't have money if you've got a mortgage we're going to strip your disposable income down by making you pay more in interest yeah and the longer that people keep spending the harder it's going to be to control inflation mm. and it's just going to go like on and on and we're going to feel the sense of inflation for some time i reckon oil is an interesting one eh because that flows through into literally Everything we touch, the food we eat, everything requires transport to get around, shipping, whatever. Mm. Um, and typically heading into you know a period of low growth or recession or whatever, because there's less demand for it, uh, normally the price falls. You know, supply and demand basically yeah. one. And we're feeling like there's more and more pressure around, but the price has increased over like three months by like 30%. Yeah. It's quite a spanner in the works, you know, like there's a whole lot of reasons for it, but it's basically supply stuff. Um, And I think, you know, oil is so important now, it's kind of like a tax increase because all of us use it to fill up our cars. All of us use it to put, you know, the tires on your electric cars are made of oil. You know, the interior of your, of your electric car uses oil. Yeah. the food at the supermarket needed it to get there. You know, it's a it's a crazy product that is just so huge and touches literally everything that um, it, it had, the cost will have a flow through. So it's an inflationary, you know, tax increase, which is fucking weird, right? Yeah, because it's going to suck your money out of your back pocket via food, fuel, travel. Essentials, everything, yeah. Stuff yeah. that you, you can't, a lot of the time, you can't come back on. And this is where we get into then part two, where this leads to. So then you start feeling like you don't have enough money, interest rates are still high, things are still expensive, and so then you go and you say, I need a pay rise. Mm. But now we're getting into the part where it's, sorry, we just can't give you one. Yeah. We can't afford to. Yeah. Because I also think there'll be a slight behavioural change 
at a little limit, limit where, as an example, talking with a couple of mates recently, and we could all recount what a coffee costs. You should not know. Three blokes in a room should not know what a fucking coffee costs, like an individual coffee. Mm. But two out of the three have said, yeah, I've stopped getting that one because it's just fucking not worth it. Yeah, It's yeah. not worth what it now costs. The value doesn't outstrip the cost anymore. And that hurts businesses yep. as well. Which hurts the people asking for the pay rise. Yes. Yeah. And so that is the slow grind down of the... And the people that are asking for the pay rise because they couldn't get it are still seeing the effects of it go up of of something being che- that coffee being cheaper this week than the belief of what it will be next week. So they go and put it on their credit card. Yeah. Oh, it's a vicious. It's such a slow cycle. Eh? It's 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 weird how slow it's been. Yeah. Yeah. I think this has been my biggest fear. I remember like two yeah, years I ago, I was like, I just want this shit to fucking crash, have a flash crash, and we can get back on it, you know? Yeah. The I, worst is like the slow grind down of everything, just like you're just fucking hammering and getting like these tiny, tiny gains, if any. Ugh, it's just it's, ruthless. If people are like, what do you think is going to happen in the economy? I'm like, more of this. Yeah. Like, that's honestly <laughs> yeah. what I think. It just 0%, 0.1% GDP, minus 0.1%. It's yeah. fucking just... Relentless. July arrears for people with credit 426,000 Kiwis in arrears. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of humans. It's a lot. June 414,000. Pretty big increase. It's haven't almost, seen it's August. 19%. It's a big increase, eh? You know, yeah, it's probably 20% if you take away take away under 18s. Um, so I don't know, you know what August looked like or, or where it's at, but also record withdrawals out of KiwiSaver, mm. um, record hardship applications. You know, it's just not a good place to get to where we're like, right, I'm going to pull down on my retirement fund, the little that I do have for my retirement to try and get me through this window at the moment. Mm. I, I, I'm not saying, you know, I have empathy for those people who are in that position, but people are getting to that. They're already borrowing from their future to just try and stay afloat in the here and now. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. Like, it's not a great place to have an economy. That's why we've been banging on for three years about increasing your income. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost tired at this yeah. stage of trying to <laughs> explain it in different ways. Yeah. yeah. But uh, And going back to house prices, um, the simple fact remains, if you want a house, buy a house. Yeah. If, the, if, if you do the numbers, the true numbers, not the fucking paper ones and fake ones, the true numbers, sit down and do them, and you're okay with them, and you find the house you want, Go do it. Mm. Who cares what happens over the next year with whether the treasury is right or the, you know, the bank economists or whatever? Just yeah. do it. And if you're gonna do it on a five or a ten year time frame, who gives a fuck what happens next year? Well, it almost feels inevitable that printing money is coming back at some stage, right? Oh yeah. It's not like we're just gonna be like, oh, we're not gonna print this time. You're all gonna. I've said this how many times? It's like we don't live in a society world where we let people fail. Lord of suffering and pain. Yeah, we're yeah. like, oh shit. And I was sitting the other day, I was like, I wonder what the narrative's going to be. And I'm like, what well, a stupid question. It's going to be, well... The problem and the fact is, is that they've got access to hit the print button. Yeah. So of course they're going to use it. Yeah. If it wasn't there, it wouldn't. It, it, then, it, then it can't. And we would have to be resilient and find our own way of doing things. We can't help ourselves because we need the instant gratification of getting it fixed now and worrying about it later. Yeah. Can kick down the road. It's how our fucking monetary system works. And because... 
our debt is low compared to other OECD countries. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> okay? So you can just about bet your bottom dollar that in the next five years we're going to see some form of money printing. Probably not even going to take five years. Yeah, it's one of the few things I'm certain of. Which will then lead to house prices increasing over time as, look at three articles out of six, I think, popping up in front of me is basically like, property, 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 get on the, you know, yeah. do it, do it, get some more, what are you doing, put your money over there. Yeah, debt monetization is going to be huge, so what what will happen is they, the central banks print money and buy the bonds which lowers the interest rate. So you will get lower home home loan rates again, which means you will go out, you can access credit easier, and you can buy houses, but that will start the run just like 2020. That's exactly what they did in 2020. Mm. In lots of places in the world, not just here, but that's the ex- that's what happened, and that will happen again. Yeah. Um, but the pro- the thing is, is if they do it, that means they had to, because they don't want to, because no. they know that it causes issues. So if they do it, it means they had to, which means the economy is already needing stimulation, which yeah. means we'll be feeling some more pain than we are as of today. From your client base and people who lean on you for advice and help, have you noticed an increase in people you know, worried about their financial situation with their mortgage and stuff and just running their numbers past you? Just like the what we're feeling about the slow grind down, I'm seeing the very slow ramp up. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, a, a few more, but not a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and some people by choice, you know, yeah. selling up their rental properties, it's just not worth it. Uh, you know, the return is going to take 30 years as opposed to like 15 when I thought it, when I bought it type stuff. I'm I like, see. fuck this. Can't be bothered. Nah, it's too much of a drag on our current lifestyle. Yeah. I wonder um, as well, like people thought that National were just going to bring back interest deductibility like that. And then of they course said, they oh. did. <laughs> yeah. And then they said, no, we're going to phase it back in. Funny that. <laughs> yeah, shock. <laughs> and then by the time they get their hands on the books, it might be, well, we might have to push that down the road a little yeah. bit. I don't and, know. I feel and, like and, and we'll keep that 39 in there on your income and your trust and, your, you know, we'll just, yeah. we'll just slowly do fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if that's played a part. I did see a real estate agent the other day and he said to me, I'll tell you what, mate, if Labor stay in, I've got a number of listings uh, for the 15th of October where people are leaving. I've heard this as well from yeah. other real estate agents. They're out. Yeah. They're, they're, they're um I know a real estate agent that preempted the scenario and d- sent it out to his database. Do you want to go this way or this way? And he's picked up a bunch of listings that are ready to sign the document wow. to put it on the market. That's yeah. fucking wild, eh? Yeah, yeah. That is crazy to me. I'm like, wow, you're actually going to leave. Doing it. Yeah, you're yeah. going to sell your house and leave. There has been a lot of people going to Australia. I've really yeah. noticed that massively. Yeah. Even within your client base and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen a little bit in ours. Yeah. Way more than I thought. Uh, like a lot of it's always like talking threat. Mm. And now I'm actually like, shit, it's fucking happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, wow, I didn't, uh, yeah, yeah. didn't see that coming in, in actual numbers. But yeah. Apparently, I'm going to give it away now, but I think there might be a Facebook group about Kiwis considering moving to Australia or something. Yeah, and, yeah. and someone messaged me about something about moving and they said, oh, I learned about it in this group, but I won't tell you what it's called because um, I, I know that you won't want people to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like campaigning for stay here and help us fight back and build the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be honest, I've been to, I've been to Melbourne and Sydney this year. Not, neither of them inspired me enough to be like, oh, this is way better. Yeah. But I'm probably in a vehicle in terms of f- finance where I can control my income a bit. Yeah. So 
I think we need know. to do a pod on that, and it's hard not to do it and offend people. But I, yeah, partly, depending on what your reasons are, I, I, I yeah, I, I just say it this way. Like, I think it's a, it's an easy way out going to Australia. It's mm. one of those like, oh, that's a silver bullet for a bit. But like I say all the time in the videos and stuff, I'm like, if you're gonna do it, do it. Build a plan, have a plan. If I can make it work for you, mm. happy days. But um, you know, I think some people look at it as, well, it's hard here at the moment. That looks easier. I've heard all these stories. Yeah, that's you know, that's that's what I might. They're do. smart though, eh? The Aussies, they're marketing to them. Yeah, but you know, I go over there and I say, well, what people are complaining about? Cost of living, interest rates, same two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with their income, so eventually, you know, you sort of it's you know, you get to that thermostat where you earn a lot more, but then you probably do, mm. you know, things that you didn't used to do or whatever. So you have to, yeah, with all these things, have have a plan. And they, I've got a mate in New Zealand at the moment who's got a very good window over the next couple of years to completely change his financial trajectory. And on my, I've got it noted on my phone to have a conversation with him and be like, bro, don't fucking waste this. Yeah. Because yeah. this is like two years where you can literally, you can make so much out of this two years. Yeah. So just do it do. properly. Yeah. 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 Um, Your prediction on house prices by the end of 2024, mate? By the end of 2024? Well, I think I've got the 2023 one wrong. I've got to go back on the Lighthouse Financial Pod soon and go back through all my predictions that I made. Like, yeah, Labour will get in. Yeah, house prices down 30% <laughs> from here. <laughs> I think they're looking for. I said, well, why don't we wait till after the election when Labour have pissed in? And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, so I think it will be late October. But okay, house prices by the end of 2024. Um, yeah, I think they'll be maybe up, say, f- say from here or up in the 2024 calendar year, up five percent. I got no. I, the only thing that I go off is just Kiwis can't help themselves. I'll continue to buy. They'll find ways. They'll yeah. they'll say, uh, look, that article on stuff said now's the perfect time to take advantage yeah. of the low house prices. Get your dad, get your term deposit out for me <laughs> and help me get in. <laughs> I need to get onto the property ladder. All so that I, stuff. I have a a different theory on what's happening here. Yeah, good. So I do think that the um, national and whoever they go with will get in and I believe that will breathe an air of confidence through the economy which will give Adrian more power to raise interest rates further Mm. after the election because everyone will be like fucking hey we've got someone who can fix it even though they can't that'll be the belief set in and then Adrian will push them higher and then property prices are 5% 5% lower than they are today at the end of 2024. Wow. You just broke the hearts of me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the logic, yeah. Because if we all walk around confident being like, oh, we've got someone who you know we believe can lead the country better, now you're removing the uncertainty, right? Which yep. means you can go and do stuff and spend and, mm. you know, because they'll fix inflation. Yeah, fuck you, yeah, good on you. And and that means that you can just go back to normal, quote, you know? Yeah. Um. And that will mean that it's not, and that will mean that the OCR will go up to six, like I predicted. Oh, <laughs> so it'll be interesting, eh? So we might just be in like a little p- phase of false uh, hope, hopium for the old properties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's it is the world's most resilient asset and can stay um, as unaffordable as it is. Yeah, I do think Kiwis have done well to acclimatize to this level of interest rate 
You know, like I feel like a little while ago there was a lot of complaint about, oh, I was only paying two percent, and this is bullshit. I can't believe they're doing to it, doing to that that to us now. That seems to have subsided, and there's no stories of like, how dare they? It's like, oh yeah, my friend brought a house. The funniest part about this is the sections of society that we have now. True, and how New Zealand has actually never experienced this, and I don't like ripping on like generations and stuff because they all played the the cards that they got dealt. Yeah. But right now in New Zealand, the baby boomer generation is the first time we've had a generation of uh, exuberant wealth comparative to the other sections. You know, the millennials or the or the their kids, and then the new ones coming through who have been stuck with this inflation and stuff, right? So, a lot of them are, are asset rich and even cash rich. There's record term deposits and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, but what's happened is they've raised interest rates. And increase them. In this section of society that holds all the wealth, it's making them wealthier. Yeah. Because they're getting cash returns on their money and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, rents haven't collapsed. You know, it's it's fucking hilarious. So not for the people that aren't them. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But like it, it has it, where the wealth is that is capable of spending excess money and paying increased prices is not only getting the least affected by the interest rate increases, it's helping them. Mm. So <laughs> it's giving them more ability to spend and more... And, you know, we haven't had a, a time in New Zealand history where it's only a young country where that giant wealth gap exists and then when you go and pull this lever of interest rates, it works completely different for one group than it does to the other. Yeah. You know? Um, so that, importantly does throw a spanner in the works to my production of house prices because those people are capable of doing it. Bank of mum and dad, all of that stuff. Yeah. There is so much wealth there and so much equity uh, that it can be passed down to the kids or, or their own. They can go and do more themselves or, mm. or whatever, you know. So that is the probably one that I... It's crazy and wild when you start to think about that. Yeah. Because, you know, the people that the interest rates and the inflation are fucking are the people that are trying to get their lives going mm. which are the ones we kind of want to support which is what the whole narrative is around tax the rich and all this shit it comes from because you can feel that yeah, and having to yeah. introduce a Koyang or a first home partnership scheme all of that stuff yeah, right? to try like, and counter it exactly so but you're you're fighting against like laws of nature and and monetary policy with that you know like it's it's fucking weird but it's the world we live in so we just got to deal with it yeah and if anything it's just another reminder that the gap between the the have nots and the have yachts yep will increase yep and under a under a fair inflationary monetary system it will always occur yeah because there's always going to be a gap between people who know what to do with their money and people that don't and if you can get on the train that you did it like you know you don't have to be that smart to be born in 1960 buy your first house by Another house, oh, these go up in value and I end up with 10. And depreciate it and repair it and sell it at a capital gain without paying tax uh, and get the tax refund back into your tax return on the uh, interest deductibility along that way as well. And then justify it by saying when someone says, you didn't provide anything productive to the New Zealand economy, no, I provided a house. (laughs) Well, it would never have been a problem if they stayed at 80 grand because everyone would have been able to buy one, you fuck. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying that is like the, from the argument from both sides. Yeah. But the fact is, is that was the train that got 
got written on and we don't have that anymore. No. You know, like, and, and that's why people in, like, the age of, like, 20 to 30 feel the way they do. They mm. might not understand that's the breakdown of it, but that's why it exists. Now, to be fair to the boomers, mm. let's say, because I've been thinking about this massively since travelling and stuff and just realising, okay, we still can't see this. Imagine, fast forward 20 years, there's, say, 60 times the amount of people who make just enough money online doing something they love to live the life that they love. Mm -hmm. There's a generation that's going to go, fuck, you got to go through the internet boom where it was possible to not just have to go for a work and swap your time for money. You could build something online and you could sell to the entire world. Mm -hmm. Fuck, man, if I were born when you were born, man, I would not have wasted that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it would Guaranteed. Have, and it would have all changed by then. Yeah. You've already predicted, like, Keep the Change episode 3,250 <laughs> in, in 2095. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, what they'll be talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why yeah, people sometimes are like, oh, bro, you're always fucking talking about business and interviewing people doing business. I'm trying to open your mind about what is fucking possible. Yeah. So that you don't have to be like, damn it, I wish I started 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, whether it be a side hustle or making some extra income another way or, oh, you know, fucking talking about your dividends. How much do you have? Or <laughs> It's like, I didn't used to have that cash. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I didn't have those dividends. So, yes, that is why I now talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but how much have you got in there? <laughs> oh, well, I've only got a grand, so it's not any point for me. Mate, there was a time when I only had a grand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think differently. <laughs> um, so, you know, things are going to continue to change. The wealth gap's only going to increase Make sure you are doing things to ensure that you can't look back and go, fuck, I wish I played that different. Mm. You know, Try and decrease your regret levels by thinking more about what is possible for you. Mm. I will say one thing, like, and my prediction about house prices has holes in it, so it could definitely be wrong. Um, but I do think like anytime, if you're buying a house long term and you care about the price of it, I do think that sometime in the next like eighteen months or now until yeah, yeah. If you were into that mindset thing, any time during that period's fine. Cause you're gonna but be Lucy at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think there's more downside to go, but if you buy it now it's not enough to worry about. I think oh. it's gonna be the same with uh the share market and stuff like that too. Yeah, I just think caring so much about the bottom is just a flawed mentality because then you have to care about the top. You have to care about the top interest rate, the bottom interest rate, the perfect this, the perfect that. When's the perfect time to go to fucking Bunnings? Oh, geez, I didn't realise grass leads of saw. Fuck, I don't even, can't even use these words. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that it was going to be cheaper the week after. You, yeah. you start to care about all that shit and you realise, like, oh, you actually think more about timing things perfectly than getting shit done. Yeah. And then you the realise the rest the of your life is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Action taken, baby. Get it done. Righto. Let's see, mate. Let's see. It's uh, We've got to crack through 2,000 reviews, too. Yeah. What's Stop, going on out there? On Spotify, it stopped at 1.8, oh, 1,800, eh? So every time you go to homes.co.nz to check out what your house price is worth, remind yourself, <laughs> they might left a five-star review. You sickos. You sick dogs out there. Come on. Get in behind it. And subscribe as well. Yeah, true, because that pushes the elbow, eh? Yeah. It'd be very appreciated. <laughs>